podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. At Zenny, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone. To the red reaction from the LFC day trippers. It's our post game show after Liverpool nil, Chelsea won. I'm your host, Keith, tonight, and joining me is Avi Hansra. Avi, how are you? Yeah, good, good. Keith uh, could be a lot better, but yeah, thanks uh, for having me on. Ah, yeah, well, you know yourself. Uh, the main man, Grizz Khan, is with us again. How are All you, right, Keith? I'm ah. great, Grizz. I'm great. I watched the great episode of Building the Dream earlier, you know, it was very interesting, so, you know. Oh, yeah? What's that about? Yeah. It's building it? houses, you know, it's, it's, you build your oh, dream house off. and all that, so. Are you serious, Keith? I thought, yeah, it's a, yeah. I thought it was about some, like, serial murderers or something. No, something no, 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 no. Not for you, no? Fucking I yeah, love houses. all that sort of stuff, but building the dream. I'm in one of them sort of moods. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to build a, a Liverpool squad that's going to take on the Premier well, League next season. At the moment, that's it. Easy. That's what I'm trying to get all the tips I can. You know, on how to build <laughs> the, the perfect house. But uh, yeah. Peter Smith, all the way, my friend in sunny Catalonia. How are you, Pete? Good evening, Keith. Good evening. Great so we got. So we got Pete. Pete from sunny Cat- Catalonia, and we got. Yeah. Um, little ants in his pants from California over there, yeah. right? And then there's me and you from the British Isles. Amazing. Well, whoa, 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 hold on. Sorry, sorry. Whoa, whoa. multi Blasphemous yeah. there, nearly there. British yeah. Isles. Yeah, sorry, sorry. But yeah, oh, you know what I mean. Sunny Dublin, mate. Sunny Dublin. Sunny, but anyway, sunny Dublin, mate. enough of that. Enough of that. Um, we're going to go on to the match. I'm going to go on and going to talk about the game as it goes on. Um, it, we all know it's not a great night. Um, but we'll we'll move on to that. I just want to start. I'm wearing me uh, Ian St John jersey tonight uh, in memory of the great man who sadly passed away. And Ian St John is a player who, well, maybe maybe not the best player in Liverpool's history. Is such an important player in Liverpool's history because it was um, Ian St John and Ron Yates coming down to, with Bill Shankly that really put us on the road to what we are now and he's been a, a very vocal um, part of the club over the years you know he's he's always been 
in and there and thereabouts. Unlike maybe, you know, a strike partner, Roger Hunt, who was a better player than him. But Ian St. John has been the more more visible and, and more vocal of the of that forward line. And he sadly passed away. You know, people were a bit upset that we didn't do it about Ray Clements when he passed on. But look, we said tonight, we'll just have a little word on, on Ian St. John. As I said, he, he uh, was a, such an important player to Shankly to build what we, we have now. And he was also... I'm sure all of us will agree. He was a stalwart of our Saturday TV with Jimmy Graves growing up. You know, St. Greaves, he would have been one of the top uh, football shows. It was Soccer AM before Soccer AM was a, was a thing. So, lads, does anyone want to say anything about the great, late, great Ian St. John? Well, for me, I mean, you know, obviously we're all a bit young to to remember him as a player. We, we've all got the DVDs, you know, a smashing centre forward. You know, but for me, I, I'm more focused on the St. Greavesy years, that was, those are my first football memories. And it harks back to a day when in order to get your own TV show, you know, on, on mainstream television, you had to have walked the walk before you could talk the talk. And certainly a man like Ian St. John alongside another legend, Jimmy Greaves, yeah. certainly did that. So for me, there's too many people on the television now that quite frankly don't know what they're saying and aren't qualified to, to talk about the game. This man knew the game. It's a big yeah. loss. Indeed it is. Um, yeah, yeah, just echoing um, Peter's words, obviously I was way too young. I sort of caught the back end of like St. Greavesy, but I think he was one of Shankly's first signings and while they were still in the second division as well. So, yeah, you know, he sort of saw that original sort of overhaul and you hear the stories and you've seen the videos. We are Liverpool when he's, you know, he plays a great part in and he talks about Shankly and he tears up, which gets yeah. quite emotional. But yeah, no, um, a pivotal figure in our football club. Indeed, indeed. What about you, Grizz? If you want to say about Ian St. John, you're no, keeping no, just, dry, you? You no, 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 just, just um, absolutely um, echoing what you guys have said. And again, just Saturday afternoons, I think it was around midday or one o'clock, the, the yeah. show used to be on this magnificent show, you know, um, part of my childhood. You know, the funny thing is, um, whilst I was watching those shows growing up, I didn't really know what Ian St. John was all about, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like in terms of what he meant to Liverpool, what he what he had done for Liverpool. So it was more of a just a, a double act with him and Greavesy and you think they were ex-players and and I didn't know the significance of it until you you know you get older and you look into the history of Liverpool. Magnificent man apparently, magnificent character, and that laugh, you know, rest in peace. That he had an amazing, amazing, infectious, loud laugh and you know, yeah. Um, you know, sadly, you know, God taken him away. So rest in peace in St. John. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And very similar to Emlyn Hughes, actually, when he was on a question of sport, you know, they, they were figures yes. that you don't maybe, you, at the time you didn't realise their, their importance and their their ability, you know. Well, as as Grace just said, rest in peace in St. John um, from everyone here at the LFC Day Trippers. Lads, we're going to move on and we're going to talk about the match now tonight. Um it wasn't a great performance. We'll talk about it. We'll have a lot of people um, in upset about the game. We'll have a lot of people in the chat, I'm sure, delighted with the game. They won't all be Liverpool fans, I'm sure, but, you know, we, we'll deal with that. That's that's the take the licks and take the digs Absolutely. at the moment. You know, this is this is where we are. But, uh, Grizz, I'm going to start with you. The lineup. lineup comes out. What did you make of it? Um... Yeah, it, it seems as though Phillips was injured, and so therefore had to drop out because he wasn't even on the on the bench, was he? Yeah. No. Um, 
So <laughs> you just laugh when you hear news like that now. You have to. Like, if yeah. you don't laugh, you have to cry. There has to be an... No, because there has to be an outpouring of emotion, yeah. right? When you hear shit like this. Like, Pete, it's true, right? What I'm saying, you've got to laugh or you've got to cry. You can't sit there numb and just like that because then people think you're mad, right? Because mm. there's no reaction. You know, so you've got to pour... You know, you've got... There has to be an outpouring of emotion. I lulled. Um, but then you think to yourself, Fabinho, all right, experienced, gets back into the team. A lot of clamour for him, including f- from me, to go back into the central midfield. But needs must. He had to go back at the. He had to go uh, centre back. Uh, the rest of the team, Jota's not quite ready. Mm. I really enjoyed his cameo again. He's not right ready, so you expect that. Could there have been a recall for Naby? Could there have been a a start or energy or something different from Ox? No, but Naby maybe. Naby was brilliant against them the last uh, last time we played them at Anfield. Mm. The rest of the team picked itself. It was a case of uh, have to get up for this and let's try to put on a show again. But from the very start, from the very start, um, I just didn't see the energy in this team. And 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 my worst fears about Fabinho. And I think I'm not sure who mentioned it. I think it may, it may, was it you? No, you you don't talk in the in the WhatsApp when you're when you're no. concentrating on the game. Someone said something about uh, Fabinho is a very slow starter after injury when he returns yeah. from injury. It's a great point. It takes it takes him a few games, and whoa, whoa, I will get onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramez Khalil thrown in a super chat thanks very much Ramez absolutely diabolical horrendous performance terrible tactics horrible lineup, shocking substitutions crap refereeing top four is a pipe dream now look we're all upset we're all um, feeling the, the pain of a defeat um, another defeat at Anfield but we'll talk about all these issues as the show goes on Ramez we'll deal with them all sort of as they happen don't worry we'll, we will be talking about them thanks for the super chat and the support but you know try not to be too down we try to be mm. as uh, fair and, and balanced on this show we're not going to be shying away from any of the, the big moments but you know it's never as bad as you think um, but Peter I want to come to you. Did you think the lineup could have been any different? Or was there anything that you feel could have been maybe changed? Or is it a case of the hands are tired at the moment and just get the eleven on the pitch? Listen, you know, I'm very I'm very envious of Manchester City. Um, you know, with the depth of squad that they have. You make a point there, and it's probably the most apt. Hands are certainly tired. I agree with Grizz talking about Fabinho coming in, but you know, then you're looking at the 20th new defensive partnership, I mean, it's not sustainable. Football for me is about three things. Well, it's about a lot of things, but momentum, confidence and leadership. We don't have any momentum, obviously. Um, leadership, you know, we're, we're now shorn of Henderson. You know, you look around the park, there's a lot of side-to-side passing going on. There's a lot of fellas. The football, is, the, the, the ball itself is like a hot potato. Nobody wants to take responsibility for doing anything penetrative. And um, and le- well, you know, confidence. It's just it's just shot to bits. You know, the the lads are, are walking out at Anfield, and they're thinking to themselves, "You can see, I don't want to be here." A lot of them, I don't want. I'm afraid to lose here. It's the it's the the first time in the history of the club, I think, that we've lost five games on the bounce yeah. at home. It's listen. The only thing I'd say, club is untouchable. Untouchable. I need. There's lots of shouts on stupid forums and stupid, you know, Twitter talking about club. But listen, this man. I don't care what happens. You know, people have short memories in this game. There's these are extenuating, exceptional circumstances. 
you know, to, I don't care what happens. You know what I mean? That man is untouchable. But we are, we're in the kind of rut that is, you know, it's very, very difficult to get out of. The, as for the lineup, no. I mean, if Keita didn't start, and I, I know where Grizz is going with this, there's a reason. You know, so many people saying this fella should start. But this this ain't FIFA. It's not championship manager. These guys have been watched day to day. You know, if 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 he's ready, like he obviously was, to go into the, the fourth Chelsea game and he absolutely destroyed him, you saw the player he is. He's obviously not ready to deliver that. I think we're unlucky. To be honest, possibly it felt that maybe if Phillips had been fit, it maybe we would have got a surprise and you would have seen Fabinho back in the midfield and that could have made a difference. But it's could have, would have, should have. To be honest yeah. with you, I, th- I think he picked the lineup and it was pretty strong, considering what we have. Yeah, another super chatting there from Christopher Scott. Thanks very much, Christopher. Tonight's performance was simply not good enough. Injuries are no excuse. The team on the pitch was good enough to get something out of the game. Some of the some of them need to take a, a look at themselves. It's a very fair point. It's a very fair point. And once again, we will look at that. Uh, Avi, I'm going to come to you. Um, you know, Christopher makes the point that the the players on the pitch were good enough. Did you feel that when you saw the team lining up and you saw how Chelsea were lining up? Did you think we we were you expecting more out of that lineup? Maybe is where I'm trying to get that. Were you happy with it? I thought after the Sheffield United result, you know, I thought maybe finally we've turned the corner, you know. And with the lineup today, yeah, Phillips, he was he he was obviously out because he wasn't even in the squad, was he? So yeah, the best mm-hmm. the other option was to put Fabinho there because I don't think you can put Reese there anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you think maybe you know like Liverpool will turn up the tempo, you know, we'll we'll start carving chances and maybe we'll get back to our sort of former self, you know, before the Christmas period. But unfortunately, no. Um, I just do want to touch upon something and we might touch upon it later on. There's a lot of shouts on Twitter. That's why I blocked Twitter off the match, you know, when we lose. A lot of Klopp outs. And just echoing what Peter just quickly said, he's over-delivered in the last five years at this football club, right? Arsene Wenger, Alex Ferguson, Rafa Benitez, the, the managers that grace the premiership, Pep Guardiola, have not done what Jürgen Klopp's done in his first five years. Two European Cup finals, the league, the Super Cup, the World Cup Championship. We need a bit of perspective here, right? He is—he doesn't get millions of money each season to spend on big players and whatnot. He is doing what he can. He's been through a lot emotionally. This team has gone through something out of the extraordinary this season, right? Let's not forget what this team's done in the last three years. It's just been an emotional roller coaster. This season hasn't helped since that Everton game, since the injuries and whatnot, and personal issues as well. So we just need to be a bit patient with this team. Um, I just wanted to say that because it's really getting to me with all these shouts that crop out, crop out. Without crop, this we wouldn't have won the league, right? We would have been waiting another 32, 33, four years. So let's have that. I, I agree. I agree with the Klopp out shouts and I don't really take them seriously and neither I should you. I thought you were saying you agree with the shouts. It gets, it's it, it's 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 the no, 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 just look, look, you're my younger brother, right, Avi? And I would advise you to ignore people like that. Why are you even listen? Why are you even reading something? That means you're reading on this wrong page. You're, you're on the wrong page. You're following the wrong people. That shouldn't have been entertained. But saying all that, he's absolutely untouchable, as Pete and you have said, and there's nothing he can do that would ever... 100% for this season ever or even next season sort of clop out entertain any shots like shouts like that but Avi he was awful today oh his management his his decision making his substitutions his tactics he was awful today 100% really? I and I, and I need 
and I, and I, and I, and I need to say this because that's how I feel. Because if I just keep bottling my emotion in and say, you know, everything's rosy, he's done brilliant, he's done brilliant. We all know, except the loonies, what he's done for us. We all know what he's done for us. We all know he's overachieved. We all know this is a mad, mad mental season. It's anomaly. It's mad. You can't cater for it. Mm. But, mm. but there is no way any Liverpool team should be losing five on the spin at Anfield. Any mm. Liverpool team, especially, okay, Chelsea, you could excuse. Man City, these are calibre of teams that potentially are some of the best in Europe. But look at the other three teams we've lost to in Europe. And this all, as a package, five losses at home is just not good enough, Avi. It's just not good enough. So we can't just talk about the past all the time. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov slash EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov slash EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. And we know up to now that this is crazy. It's mental season. But I just feel, you know, he is feeling the pressure and it has to be aired. There's nothing wrong with it being aired that yeah. he is feeling the pressure. Great. I'm going to stop you there, right? So Ramez puts another super chat in. Thanks again, Ramez. Um, I don't mean to be too negative, but it's hard not to be. I love Klopp, but repeating the same thing and expecting different results is madness. Subbing Salah and keeping Mane and Firmino on, we're having a shocker. We're going to come to that in a few minutes. We are going to deal with all the the, the incidents in the game. Um, so look, we will we'll deal with them uh, as they as they come up. But lads, I'm, I'm going to move on, right? So the game starts very early on. P. Um, Liverpool look. To be, you know, it, it does nothing much happening, but Liverpool are trying to move it around as you'd expect at home. There, they're not off to a great start, but they're trying to shift it about. There's an early incident where um, the ball is pinged into Sadio Mane and he, he turns, I think it's Christensen. Mm, doesn't go down. And he doesn't go down. Now, you know, you can advocate staying on your feet all you want and being honest all you want, but is there a thing he done the same against Sheffield United when he got taken out by Eden Ampadil when, you know, there's contact, it's a reckless tackle and he stays on his feet for the ball to trickle out for a goal kick. Does Mane need to be, you know, if everyone else is being clever in his, does Mane need to be clever or is it just the case of the instruction is telling them not to not to bother? No, <laughs> no, I think I think players are human, Keith. Um, and like anything else, when things aren't going well, and when things are going fantastically well, you don't listen to anyone. You know, you, you close ranks and you're like, listen, we're just going to keep doing what we do and we're going to keep steamrolling people. And this lot, their heads are falling off because we keep doing this. But when things aren't going well, everybody starts to get insecure and listen to what's being said. And I, I genuinely think that maybe things are getting inside Mane, Salah, Firmino's even head in terms of everyone's calling you a diver, everyone's saying you go down really easy. And you know what your own thought process is like when you're doing your job. You know, if people keep saying things to you, it's the same with the referees, the same with everybody. You'll, you'll tend to say in that split second, no, I won't go down, you know, because everybody's bloody well saying it. You know, it's... For me, I just think there's an awful lot of people, you know, they call it mind games for a reason. It's not non-existent. These players, just because they're played, paid huge amounts of money, they're not immune to that game and to that end of the, the psychological end of the game. They're actually 
quite susceptible to it. So, yeah, I mean, certainly I thought the, the Sheffield United incident is a penalty if he decides to go down. And it's, it's, it's like that now, though. It's just that's the way it is. Everyone's talking about it, so fellas are starting to react because the confidence isn't there. When you're confident, Things are flowing. You just do what you normally do. Lads, are, I can see lads not trusting themselves, not trusting what they have had been trusting for the last two, three years. They don't trust themselves. They don't trust each other. There's a lot of individuals, it looks to me, you know, just trying not to make the mistake that loses the game. So, and I think it stems from that, to be honest. Pete, I think, Pete, I think you're spot on there about the confidence and the, and, and the trusting of themselves. And especially, especially in the forward areas. Um, I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta do. The coach has got to do something about that, then, Pete, because maybe they need some time out of the firing line, maybe, and things can't get worse at home. Like they, they literally can't get any worse at home. Hmm. So if he was, if he was to, to sort of play something different and be, look, we've been creative at the back in terms of changing things around personnel. Well, when I say creative, we, we've had to be creative at the back. Hmm. I just don't think we've been creative in terms of barring a couple of games going forward. You know, change it around, give them a different role, give them a different idea. It's got to stem from the coach. I agree. The players look shot. They look, mm. they got, you know, Mane, that, that, I mean, your brain sometimes stops working. Like mm. that was a blatant, blatant foul contact. You go down and that's mm. a penalty in the what first couple of minutes or was it or something? Yeah, first 10 minutes. That, your brain stops working. The rest of your, you know, the rest of your game plan goes to pot as well like this. You know, again, he's just running into dead, dead avenues. Love stick for Bobby. Love stick for Bobby. But Mane's been probably the worst strike, the worst attacker this the worst season. In front. Yeah, I agree with that. I do. I agree with that. I think he's, he escapes a lot of criticism. I think um, for me, you know, rightly is getting a lot of a lot of flack but I think Mane is, is is skating under the radar a bit but look he doesn't go down he stays on his feet it's it's an issue that's that's sort of being there Liverpool when they go down it's 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 always called a dive we've even seen it with Salah against Man City when Diaz pulls him back it's like oh he goes down too easy you know does that narrative is always going to be there but he should be going down it was a clear contact and you know you know a bit of, a bit of confident a confident team would know and would be putting foot on the throats and all that. And we, we just don't look that at the moment. But the lads, the game goes on. And Avi, I'm going to come to you. We get a, a very lucky escape where the offside goal that um, Timo Werner gets. Now, when I say it's a lucky escape, it is offside. It's offside by the, the, the these new rules, but it's mm. a ridiculous rule to measure an offside by the bottom of a sleeve of an arm. That If the ball goes in here, it's they're going to be called for handballs. So I don't, I don't know how you can say you could score with that. But it is correct. But it was an early sign of what was to come, wasn't it? Yeah, and fair play to Werner. He was getting in behind. I thought he looked really sharp today. You know, mm -hmm. everything about his game apart from the goal, he looked really sharp. And, you know, they were trying that ball over the top, whether it was Kante or whether it was um, Jorginho. They were always lifting the ball up. And again, with the offside, I mean, we won't talk too much of it because it becomes a whole new different issue. But they, they seriously need to look at this. And yeah. it, it Forget about today. It will hurt in a final. There will be a decision which we may see in a World Cup final or a title clincher where these decisions, if they get it wrong, it, it's going to fall flat on their face. And today, again, in my eyes, that's a goal. That's a goal all day long. I mean, we all agree. There used to be something, you know, this was, there should be a little bit of space between the attacker and the defender, but daylight, that's a goal. Yeah. Your daylight, that perfectly yeah. said, Pete. That was the word, daylight. And 
that's a goal all day long, lads. If that had happened to us, well, it has happened to us with the money, you know, and that was probably a little bit more closer, which is more frustrating. That's a goal all day long. Um, but yeah, I thought Werner, he did well. He was utilising that sort of left-hand side, wasn't he, with Mount? And yeah, you know, they, they should have punished us with that goal. Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't. But then, um, yeah, I thought they had better control than that first half. We were like looking good in patches, but I thought the movement of Mount, you know, floating around that number 10 to the left, he was just, he was pretty much amazing today. Mm. Yeah, he was very good. Um, Grizz, it, it was, you know, the ball over the top after a very early Chelsea where we're trying it, but it wasn't, they weren't cutting us open. It was it was nearly like they were just lumping her up. No disrespect to them, you know, they just knew any boy ball over was was causing us trouble. What did you make of it? What Where did you think the, it was stemming from? Um, do you think that the, the, the defensive line was too high? Did you think... It was a lack of leadership. What do you think was the cause of of them just getting so much joy? You know, you you said that they weren't really cutting through, or they didn't make them. I think they were cutting through. They just didn't make the most of it because they've got probably probably a similar uh, striker that's lacking confidence in Werner, like Bobby. I mean, you if that was a, a Tammy Abraham, Tammy Abraham, or, or any of the others. Or, or even Pulisic, they would have. I think they would have hurt us more. I'm going to sorry, Chris. So I was just going. To, I was going to cut across you there. What I meant was they were getting through was easy, but it wasn't like you know dissecting us when you have players like Zuyach and Mount there. It was sort of. It was just sort of lumped over us. Is what I'm saying. That's they, what they hurts. Getting it, was in, it, it was route one. It was route one. Yeah, but that's what. Yeah, but that's what hurts, guys. Mm. Yeah, mm. this is what hurts. They it hurts when you're not organized. No, no, Pete. Pete, they didn't have to be great. Mm. we're talking about them all yeah they done what they you know there were a lot of people that was the clear instruction mm. Chelsea played like Burnley but better mm. well I, I thought was, I, to be honest I thought it was more like Aston Villa when Aston Villa uh, beat us 7-2 they were looking for that cross field transition early to get it in between or in behind our full backs very yeah, but very Pete, early, yeah but Pete honest. Pete again Jurgen Klopp you are probably playing the two slowest centre-backs we've had, apart from Phillips and Kabak, probably. But the second probably... Actually, I don't know. I think mm. I think, I think, think Fabinho and, and Phillips may be, pace-wise, pretty much similar. Not mm. much in it. But you're playing the two of the most slowest centre-backs. Mm. And you're playing... An, an ageing Thiago, mm. who's playing non-stop. He wasn't oh, bought no. to play every single mm. game. I mean, he's ageing, Keith. Mm-hmm. Ginny, who's playing every single game. Also Curtis aging. Jones, who's Curtis Jones is mm-hmm. still a kid, right? And you're playing the same midfield, expecting to have the same intensity and pressing mm-hmm. whilst mm-hmm. playing a high line. You're asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. Very it. Stop being brain dead. We're it's brain dead. It's brain dead management, it's brain dead performances. If we drop five to ten yards. And play a different tactic. Now, I'm not sat here telling him to how to play it, but what I'm saying is what he's playing is not working. So I don't. So I'm going to say. So you know, you get people in the chat, or people say, "Well, what would you do if you, uh, you know, tell us what how you?" I'm not. That's not my job as a fan. What I have, to, what I have, I have opinion, and I'm, I have to give that opinion to what I think, and that's what's not working. But it's up to him to find a, a formation, a set of tactics that will work. It was too easy for them. It was way too easy. Straightforward football. And and and, he, and he, at the start of the second half, you could see um, Tuchel summoning, just play that ball over the top, play that ball mm. over the top. Simple. 
Mm. Yeah, Peter will come to you. Like, it wasn't yeah. even that it was straight over the top. You know, Quebec has come in for a, a fair amount of criticism recently for his performances. I thought Quebec was actually decent today. Um, mm. I think it was the balls into the channels that were killing us. On and, yeah, and that's deliberate. You know, the, the, that crossfield ball twice or three times, especially in the first half, really, really hurt us. Um, to be honest, again, Tunchell is smart enough to know if you're not communicating as a back four or indeed even as a midfield and, and defensive unit, if you don't communicate and you don't have communicators on the park, you know, you can expose. It's These are split-second things, split-second things with little spaces between full-backs and centre-halves. And he's looking for, you know, the pace of Werner to get in between and, and it unlocked us a few, a few times. Listen, I'm not making excuses, but we're missing our two biggest communicators. We're missing them. They're just not. They're not part part of things. And you you know what the game is like. That's uh, it's just catastrophic. I mean, normally speaking, for example, when Van Dijk is there or when Henderson is playing, you know, you, you're talking about Allison. When we play the high line, Allison plays like a sweeper. He's coming in. He's cleaning things up. He's confident. I can even see Allison. You can see yourself kind of betwixt in between, thinking yeah. to himself, "Do I go?" He's panicking, panic, and it's that making that, him look. He's, the first goal. Exactly, and he's making it's making him look like a bad goalkeeper when he's not. He's just no one's talking. You're seeing it the other week against Leicester. It's just zero communication, and you look good. Players look bad. The key is, it's horrible, but just no communication at all, at all. Yeah, they were they were getting too much joy, I think, and you know the communication thing. People in the the comments are giving out, you know, excuse, excuse, excuse. There's a level of excuses. Do you know what I mean? That um that we can that we can have. You know, the injuries. The the thing with the injuries means that you have no consistency from your the base of your team, right? And 20 different centre-back pairings in 27 games or whatever it is, it, or 26 games, it's, it's going to have an impact, right? So there's no consistency there. But we can't keep using excuses. And Pete, you're after touching on something there that I have on the agenda to talk about. Avi, I'll come to you with it. Alisson, Alisson has gone, you know, I don't know where his head is at the moment with the, the, the tragedy that he's, that he's just gone through, losing his father in such tragic circumstances. But I've noticed it as well. It's the the coming off the line. He seems very indecisive at the moment on when to actually come. You know, is, is it something you've noticed or am I reading too much into it? No, I have too. He hasn't been at his best. The Leicester game was a prime example, wasn't it? Um, Alisson is suffering from not having a Virgil there. Forget about Gomez. Gomez is exceptional as well, in my opinion, and Matip. But he, the, the, the whole defense is suffering without Virgil. Virgil, we forget the aura that he brings. And I said this, I think it was on Carnage a few weeks ago. He is, and people's gonna, people might laugh. He's like the Michael Jordan. When you have a, such a big presence, Jordan Henderson's our captain. We know that he's our leader. He leads our team, but. Virgil Van Dyke has such a presence that people feed off him. The captain feeds off him. You've got Trent Alexander on the right, Robertson on the left. They haven't been the same. The numbers the, the numbers are way down. And that, that, of course, the injuries with Hendo playing at the back, that's going to make an effect. But without Van Dyke, Allison's form suffered. You know, He's everyone's he big been. brother, isn't he? He's everyone's big brother. He, he is. Chris, it's a bit like you and me. You know, you're my big brother. I listen to you. And, you know, you've got that aura about you. No, it's, it's true. It literally is true, guys. Van Dyke has that Jordan effect. When You know, I'm going to quickly have an example. I'm Talk about quickly about the Chicago Bulls. You had Jordan, you had Rodman, you had um, Pippen. Some great players. 
But without Jordan, they would never have won the championships. They would never. When he left and he went to baseball, they suffered. And <laughs> yeah. that's what's happening. Literally, literally, that's what happened. When Jordan left at his peak and uh, went to pursue a MLB career, the Bulls didn't get back to the, uh, the playoffs. They were awful. And they had the best. They had Phil Jackson. They had the Jürgen Klopp <laughs> in charge too. Exactly like Liverpool. Van Dyke's been missing. And yes, we went through a period where we played good football. We beat the Crystal Palaces. We beat Spurs home and away. You know, we did grind out results. But when it got nitty gritty, when the games were coming thick and fast during the Christmas period, we're, we're suffering. You know, we're, we're absolutely jet lagged. We're, we're knackered. You know, as much as we miss Henderson, you know, we've been saying Jota, but I can see this until Van Dyke comes back. I can see this being a continu- continuation, you know, until the end of the season. Um, we are missing Virgil van Dyke. It's, big it's, it's big Allison, with Allison, Keith and, and Avi as well, just, I know you didn't ask me, but I think I was coming to you next. Don't yeah, I know. I thought it was, I thought you might have, but I, I needed to say it's, you know, like it's it's when it's a system, and and you know, a lot of people talk about Liverpool are system players or a system team, mm-hmm. and then when you're continuously not having the parts to that system available, it's almost like Allison is overcompensating at times, you know, and trying to do things that it's not natural in his game sometimes because he feels as though he needs to take more responsibility, and there's and for a keeper, there's always a fine line. You know, from being the perfect time to come out. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. (laughs) You love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Or being the wrong time. Do you know what I mean? And it's a case of that. It's a simple case of that. You know, again, he made a magnificent save. It could have been worse, guys. It could have been worse, you know. Um, But... I think Allison is just a straight case of having a different centre-back pairing every single week. There's just no communication there. Leaders missing. For example, today, no Henderson, you know, and and the list can go on. No, you know, we know the list. But when you haven't got that consistency of lineup, the understanding, the communication, you've got a Brazilian, a Turk in front of you. And, and, Mm. you know, what what kind of, they don't know English brilliantly. Fabinho should. um, But it's hard. It's very, very hard. Uh, Even ahead of that. Ginny's a quiet player. Ginny's Ginny's a, a captain by by sort of exactly. leadership, by example. You know, he's not a he's not a leader. He's not a vocal leader. You didn't hear all I could hear today, guys, was Chelsea players. I could hear mm. Chelsea players shouting and bawling. Mm. I couldn't hear our boys. Mm. It's yeah. a problem. It's a, it's a huge problem. Well, Pete, the goal then comes. Um, mm. It's an excellent goal. It's an excellent yeah. goal. Boy, a very, very, very good player. A player who I thought might have been, you know, Frank Lampard's boy and would end up at wherever Frank Lampard goes. Mason Mount's a serious player. And it's, it's yeah. a very good Yeah, and I think, to be honest with you, Mount is one of those players, and he is one of those players that earns what he's got. I mean, he went, was it went down loan, I think, to Derby uh, from Chelsea. And when Tunchell came in to replace Lampard, he wasn't having any of them. If you remember, I think he he, he started. He didn't start the Burnley game. Um, I can't remember. It, I think it took him one or two games to get in. Chelsea had nobody breaking the lines. They looked a bit sterile. They looked a bit devoid of movement. And Tunchell, I think somebody had a word in his ear or he had it properly at the videos of what this fella is, is capable of. He's a serious player. And there's no, sometimes there's nothing you can do. I prefer in these cases, not to criticise our players and to just to kind of stand Really? 
this is a good what well, look we were awful but no no in that instance Grizz, don't that worry goal, i'm gonna come to you next Grizz. no i mean you know, as i said earlier on about about the goalkeeper you know the lack of communication the hesitation has cost you and the lad has nipped in ahead of him granted but in fairness mount is move he's, he's moving he's anticipating he's there Sometimes there's nothing you can do about that. You know, I, I I don't like slaughtering players that have delivered four trophies in less than 11 months. But, you know, yeah, this I've is the world we live in, isn't it? This is the world we live in, unfortunately. But Chris, I'm going to come back to you on that because um, Pete doesn't want the sort of dole out criticism to, to any individuals for Mount's goal. But obviously you see it differently. Go for yep. it. Yeah, well, Dean makes a, I don't know if you saw that super chat. It starts from there. That's where we need mm. to look at it. So, Dean Dean makes a, 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 a contribution to the channel. Thank you very much, Dean. Nice and then Dean. he says, all comes from Bobby not being able to pass the ball five <laughs> yards. Okay, it was about 10-yard pass, I, I, but I get his sentiment. I get where he's coming from because it wasn't a difficult pass, guys. He wasn't being pressed by Kante. He wasn't um, – uh, Jorginho wasn't on him. He had time. He had turned around. He had the, the, the pitch in front of him and the players in front of him. And it's kind of just systematic of the way Bobby's playing, guys. It was a poor pass. It gets intercepted. One zing pass, long ball, call it one from Kante, who's not really n- renowned for his long passing. But even he had the vision. Because Kante is a 5-10-yard passer, guys. World-class, world-class player. But if he's seeing a pass like that, that means your defensive line, your defensive shape is all over the place. Because Kante doesn't see passes like that normally, unless they're absolutely begging for it. And they were begging for it. So a simple pass, Mount gets it. And I thought Fabinho and Trent were abysmal, abysmal in their defending of the goal. More so Trent. And I know people are going to say, what? It it was Fabinho's man. Trent sees the picture. Trent sees the picture. Trent knows Trent's played with probably Mount, you know, at some level, I'm guessing for England, maybe. Under 21s, Trent, maybe. Trent, yeah. Trent knows or should know if Fabinho's covering him going down the left, you stop him cutting inside. What does Trent do? He doubles up on the other side. And no communication again, lads. Pete, Avi, there was no communication from Trent. So when mm. Trent's running back, he should be saying, show him outside or show him inside. Do you guys, did you see the, any of that? I didn't see any of that. Or did you, think, you know what I will say about no that? You say they should know each other from England, even less than that. You know, yeah. there's enough There's enough video analysis that they know if yeah, Mason yeah, Mount yeah. is playing wide left, that he's always going to be cutting in and cutting That's in. That's so me I trying to make an you. excuse. That's even I me know, trying to make an excuse and, and I think there is that. You know, people will always try and, you know, make excuses for some of the players, which, you know, look, fair enough. They, they're elite players. They've done the business for us in the past. I think you it know, was just a mess from start. It to was, it was, and, 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 and but, but, Bobby, but again, it comes down Fabinho to it, it comes it, it, again. It comes down to a lot of these players being brain dead. Now that's that's a criticism of them, but it's it's, it's, it's natural. No, but they're tired. <laughs> it's tired. They're t- tired, Keith. Tired minds yeah. don't work as fresh. Don't make the right decisions. In, but in, in, in fairness, Grizz, you, you mentioned Bobby at, at the start, and you're right. But the problem, I think, Bobby Firmino's problem is there's no consequence to bad on him personally for his bad for his abject, I would say, not bad, but abject performances. And that's not his fault. We haven't ad- adequately covered him. So if you look at even a, a club like Manchester United, for example, if Marshall's not doing the business, he's not out of the team. He's out of squad. You know, if if um, if even Rashford, if he's not doing the business, he's not with the team, he's out of squad. With Bobby, 
I mean, I don't know how many shockers he's had this season. He's probably had more shockers this season than he has in the previous five or six seasons combined. But there's no consequence to that. None. You know, nobody should be untouchable. And I think that's about... And that play, again, we talk about the psychological side, that plays on him. Sometimes you have to give a, a, a centre forward, especially, a reason to perform, a reason to do those little simple things well. At the moment, he looks to me like, it doesn't matter what I do. Even if I try this back heel, it doesn't come off. I'm not going to get... The worst I'm going to get is dragged, but I'll start the next game. Not yeah. even that. Not even that in this game, Pete. He didn't mm. get dragged in this game. <laughs> Well, lads, the goal goes in, right? Chelsea are on top. Second half comes out. And Grizz, you touched on it there a minute ago. You know, you could see what Thomas Thomas Tuchel was telling his players coming back onto the pitch. Long ball over the top every time. And the second half starts. There's, it's the second half, is it, with the Kante handball? It is. Um, Avi, I'm going to come to you on this. The, did you think that was a, should have been a penalty or what did you make of the handball? Are we clutching our straws? Or, you know, and bear in mind, right, if you've played football, right, and I know, Pete, you've played at a good level of football, in your day, it's different. But in today's day, Avi, do you think that's that's a penalty to Liverpool or is it just clutching our straws, as we said? Keith, I'll be honest to you, if, if, if I knew what handball was these days, I really don't. At the beginning of this season, they were giving the ball off. I think it was one of the Wolves players, Max Kilman, I think, yeah. at Palace, at Selhurst Park. I remember it clearly. When it came off his sort of hand and they gave the penalty. And it, today's, no, I wouldn't give that. I wouldn't give that at all. Kante, Kante, you cannot possibly, and I've seen it with Kabak, actually. Kabak and there was another player today. They literally, when they're defending, they put Thiago their arms and behind Kabak their on the goal. You can, yeah, Thiago, Thiago, that's it. You can't Thiago defend. and Kabak on the goal there. Yeah, the two of them you can't actually, defend yeah. like that. Alberto Moreno was used to be guilty of that. When he was at left back, he would defend. with, the, And you can't possibly defend like that. You can't. Because you're positioning, your posture, you just let, you just let go. It's, it's, it's a weakness. And... The Kante one, what is he meant to do? And literally, he was trying to call it in, but it hits him on the arm. And no, for me, that's not a penalty, but it's it's VAR. It's it's like a 50-50. They could have, I think it was Paul Tierney, wasn't it, on VAR duty today? He could have called that a penalty and no one would have blinked an blinked eye. I was watching it on NBC and Graham Lasso thought that was a penalty. But mm. if in my eyes, it would be very harsh if that was given against us. And We're not getting We've seen, well, yeah, we, yeah, no, we're, especially us. But we've seen decisions. We've seen decisions, Peter, like that go go against us, though. Mm. When it's happened to us, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, know what? That, that that's what I wanted to go to, and Pete will go to you with it. Um, I'll let you run with it. It's it's but, not a case, and I'm not talking about you know, oh, it's Liverpool. We don't get them. I'm just more thinking along the lines of the the consistency. Some days you're giving them, and some days they're not, and. It's it's just frustrating. Not from Liverpool. Like I said, I feel Chelsea were hard done by with the offside goal. But the the, the way the letter of the law is these days, it's it's the consistency in these decisions that can be frustrating. They seem you to know, change them every couple of weeks when they make a mistake. Somebody, somebody made the point um, the other day that uh, the referees, I think the PGMOL, are, are, were lobbying for referees to be clapped onto the park. I mean, <laughs> at any stage of life, you, to, in order to receive a round of applause, you have to understand what you're doing. I simply, I think it's it's a basic thing that the referees don't know the rules of the game. And beyond that, I don't mind that as much as I do the lawyers that are made up then. I don't know who the lad was, the, the fat referee who basically... Mason. 
Lee Mason, who had an injury uh, yeah. for the last two or three games. There's no accountability. You know, VAR, I said this last week or the week before when Dicko, we were on with Dicko, VAR is being used now so as the referees can have time to make sure that their decision can't be, the, what they want to do can't be questioned in the long term. It's not being used to get to the bottom of what is the right or their understanding of the law. It's like, okay, if I go the way I want to go, because they're human beings, is there is, is there going to be any consequence on me? I mean, we've seen something, I don't know, Grizz, you might have commented about it last week, the Australian, the A-League. The- it, it's just transparent accountability. They're mic'd up, they're justifying, on the, and they're actually turning over their own decisions. You'll never get that in the UK, you know, because the culture in the UK, as you know, and I'm going to say a predominantly white British culture means that there'll be no, there's no accountability for the uh, for the status quo for the system, and that's what you're up against. So you know they they awarded me a tin hat that the other week on the show when I said that Liverpool aren't getting them. It as it stands for what reason, whatever reason, or not, Liverpool aren't getting them. Plenty of of, of teams are aren't getting, them. but e- each week the rule seems to change, and guess why? It changes to suit whatever decision that the referee made and to protect, to make sure that referees aren't held accountable. It's an absolute joke. Keith, Keith, Peter, just to interrupt, how damning is it, though, that the Australian A-League is more advanced than ours, that there's transparency there, that the referees and audio is talking amongst themselves, the A-League. Yeah, we see. Know, it's not. It's not even. It's not even. It's not even damning. What it is, Avi, is is they have a different mentality towards the way society is run in Australia. Australia, as you know, was part of a British empire, and once they broke away from that, they have this thing. It's called mateship. You know, where everybody's equal, and we're all, you know, for for richer or poorer. It's like the egalitarian system that the French pretend that they they have when they really don't. The Australians really do live like that. So it's like what's fair, it's fair, it's fair, it's fair. If I made a mistake. Fair dinkum. I made a mistake. I'm going to say the British will never do that. Never. Indeed. Indeed. Chris, I'm going to move off this and I want to go on to the substitution. So on 60 minutes, we see a double change around 60 minutes. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's usually around 60. So I'm just guessing. It's a double change and it's Mo Salah comes off and Curtis Jones comes off and Diogo Jota and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain come on. What did you make of that, Chris? Uh, I'm... It was the worst decision, one of the worst, one of the worst substitutions that Klopp's made, uh, in my humble opinion. I'm serious, Avi. Why, why are you oh, like? Tr- no, I'm serious. I'm our oh, humble opinion. He's, oh, he's, he's, he's made. No, he's, made, he's made. He's made. I wouldn't say today was. It was. It was shocking. Don't get me wrong. But he's made a it's few. Consistent with. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe I'm being slightly reactionary, but only slightly. I'm a crazy. Right? It, 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 it's. It's probably in the top three of his worst substitutions, top four, you know, awful, absolutely awful, because I can remember him bringing on Origi and Shakiri in a couple, and that was yeah. easily his worst decisions. But but it made no sense to me, Keith, because, because even though Mohamed Salah didn't look threatening, I don't recall him giving the ball away maybe once or twice, but not even remotely close, not even remotely close to the number of times Bobby mm. and Mane gave the ball away. Well, hang on, Grizz. If you're if you're 1-0 down, you're desperate for a goal. The last person you take off is your top scorer. So, Mohamed Salah has been on the fringes of many a game 
unless and up at the last minute with a goal. I mean, unless unless he's decision. carrying it, unless he's carrying an injury, which clearly no, he wasn't. No, because he, he lost the head. He lost the head. Oh, coming come on, off. lads! Look at Ramez throwing a uh, super chat in there. Seeing tweets from journals in the ground saying Klopp bollocked Salah for not tracking back, then turned to Linders to get Jota ready. Shocking if true. You know, if you're not doing your instructions. And you're not doing it when you're told. Well, if you if you if you Keith, I agree normally. I agree <laughs> with you. No, in term, not not I agree with you normally. I no, agree man. with what you said. Like the in, sentiment, the, yeah, the, sentiment the, the the example that you've given, I agree that if you're not doing your job, uh, then the the manager has every right to pull you off. I'd if I was Mo, I'd argue my job is not to track back. Um, when we're losing one nil down, just because you've got the formation wrong, don't pin that on me. I'm your fucking top scorer. I've bailed you out of yeah, not bailed you out, but bailed this team out. And even this season, I've been a one man goal scoring machine. Yeah, and you fucking yeah. chose me to come off in the 60th minute. Now we know Salah may have that arrogance to say that, but he's not going to say he's that. I'm just it. he's earned it. I'd say he's earned it, Pete, because he must have looked around that pitch and said, of all the players, you've decided to take me off. And we don't know if that's the exact reason why he took him off or whatever. But whatever the reason, apart from injury or on the verge of a red card, you do not take off your most lethal goal scorer in the history, on the recent history. It stinks of um, (laughs) Benitez taking off Torres against against Birmingham. And and Gerrard sort of... What's going on here? It was a bit of one of them. Now, mm. my take on it, lads, is the, the front three where I thought diabolical today. I'm not going to lie. I thought any of them could have been taken off. But I do agree with the what Riz is saying there. You know, the other two were maybe worse. And Salah is more of a goal threat than those. But he's bringing in Jota. Now, that's fair enough. The other side of it, Curtis Jones... Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. For tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Coming off for Alex Oxley Chamberlain, uh, Avi, I'll come to you. What did you make of that? Did you did you think that one made sense? Do you think Jones was doing enough in the game, or that that the Ox could change anything? I thought Jones was below average today. I thought he was below par. But look, that's not his fault. He's 20 years old. He's learning his trade. He's learning a new position this season. You know, he's become more disciplined. Game management. We can talk about when he was younger in the under 18s. He was a different, he's a completely different player than the one he was a couple of seasons ago for, you know, Jared and whatnot. So I, I thought, yeah, bring him off. I, I was calling that sort of like the 50th, 60th minute, bring him off. But Oxley Chamberlain's come on last few games. You know, I know he's missing, he's missed the last two, but the games beforehand when he was coming on, he wasn't threatening, taking pot shots against West Brom for like 30, 40 yards. Hmm. And it's no secret that Oxlade will not be here beyond the summer. There is no secret that he will be looking at new pastures come summertime. And if Nabi, I look at that bench today, there was no one apart from Jota that I thought, you know, I'd bring on. Even James Milner, if we're winning, yeah, you bring him on, you know, close out the game that, you know, those little niggling fouls that he commits, that in-game management. But 
there was no one on that bench that I thought who can come and control that game. Mm. You know, and if we're, if we're looking for a goal, okay, Jota, but has Jota got 35, 40 minutes in him? You know, he's still, you know, obviously he's come back from injury, so it was unfair to judge him. But today I thought those, that substitution of Ox was diabolical. And if Naby's on the bench, why are you not playing him? Are you saving him for Fulham for Sunday? Like, what what are you doing? The Salah to bring him off, um, it's a, something's not quite right. I think Grizz alluded to it earlier on this season. Something's not right. And especially tonight when Rami Abbas Issa, I'm going to call him out now, his agent has put a full stop, um, you know, and obviously that's going to cause a whole wave of reactions from Liverpool fans, you know, and of course, and that, that's, yeah, we, we can do that. Do you know what, do you know what, Avi, let's call it, when Mohamed Salah performs, which is 99.9% of the time, you know, he's, he's, he's broken every record. It's almost like a fight. I, I'm, I'd say the fella feels like he has to justify everything. I'd say him and his agent cannot believe that he still gets stick. And then when it when things don't go well for Liverpool, you know, it's all all all, all fingers point to Salah. Now, when your manager, whether intentional or not, starts to kind of hang the loose around your neck and say, you know, with the force of, with that substitution, things aren't going well because you're not going well. You start. You, that's when you start to think to yourself, you know, I've done everything I can here. I think I'm out. To be honest with you, I wouldn't blame the guy. And people will, I can't believe that this guy isn't being, you know, when, when Fernando Torres was, you know, one foot in, one foot out with us, you know, they were building statues of him. Mohamed Salah has to justify himself, you know, it seems, and justify his absolute quality. I'm not going to raise any issues as to why I think that is, but yeah, it seems it seems that he has to. No, I don't not, get that. It's not, it's not like you. you call him, <laughs> call him I won't do it. I won't do it. But I think that guy, I think that guy will go. And then people will win, you know, Salah's gone. And then they, they might actually appreciate what he's brought to yeah. this football club. But it's you know what, I just say that it's, it's typical, isn't it? Every every stat that's coming out today, uh, this season, sorry, it's, you know, Bruno Fernandes has the most goals this season. Only Salah. Behind yeah. Mo Salah. Harry Kane yeah. has the most this be, behind yeah. Mo Salah. Everything is behind Mo Salah. And I think we take it for granted. Um, it, it's, it was a strange substitution. It was. It didn't make sense because he's the most likely to get a goal. Whether he's not tracking back or not, he's the most likely to get the goal. Was, to me, the Ox substitution was much, much worse because if Naby Kate is fit to be on the bench, the one thing that I felt, the front three were terrible. The midfield, I felt, were very, very poor and weren't getting the ball to them very often. Um, and it's not making an excuse for the front three, but Grizz, I think, touched on it earlier. For a system, the team works as a machine. The machine has to all be working for us to be to be poor, and, and it didn't. Now, the one thing, and I'm, I'm going to come to Grizz on this, right? So the one thing, Ox comes on for Cortis Jones. Whether you think Cortis was, was playing well or not, I think it could have been, again, a toss-up between any of the three midfield players to be replaced. But I felt we needed somebody to press and start maybe adding a bit of intensity into the play midfield. Grizz, do you feel the do you feel Kate could and should have come on at that point instead of Oxley Chamberlain? Yeah, I think both of them. I think both of them could have come on. I didn't see the need for Milner at that stage. I totally agree um the fact I totally agree when he says Milner we needed leadership or we sometimes we need leadership on the pitch and Milner needs to be thrown on in certain situations. Absolutely, he does. The, this situation didn't need Milner, guys. I, I can't think of a reason why 
uh, Naby Keita hasn't been brought on apart from he's not fit enough or, um, you know, he's out of favour. I, I can't, Keith, I can't give you... Uh, that's not me being controversial. No, I'm, just, I'm just being honest. There is no other reason I can think of. He's been training now for four weeks. Yeah. Uh, and he's been training with the first team for around two weeks. And that's what I wanted to sort of come to you about, Grizz, because it's clearly, you know, Jota is only back in the frame and he's put in. Now, I know, obviously, if you're chasing a goal, but if Naby Keita is training for, with, the, you know, full training for two weeks and he's not getting the nod. It, it, I don't you know, know. I don't know what else make, to say. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. sense. Tiago and Ginny were begging to come off either one of them yeah. or both of them. Yeah, they were dead, and then yeah, they and if you look at the Milner dead. sub, then if you look at the Milner sub again, we're losing the game. I don't know what Milner is going to really offer at that point. I, is I, he yeah, looking look, for a me, penalty, and is he looking to get Salah off? Is he looking to get another penalty taker on? Like what? What? What do you think about that as well? Like I the, think the scrambled Milner thinking thing. by then. I think scrambled by then, Keith. I think the the thinking becomes scrambled. Um, I, I honestly, it, I mean, I need we need a. We need the season to end ASAP. Honest to God, guys, we just need to wrap this season up and just start totally fresh. Champions League, yeah, man, if we win it, fucking glory, glory. If we don't, who gives a shit, man? Honestly, at this stage, the league, look, there was a a super chat earlier from my Norwegian fan club. um, (laughs) uh, And they they ask about the the top four, uh, chances of top four. You know, I've said it to you guys in private in a WhatsApp you know, if he makes top four, I do regard it as one of his all-time fav- all-time achievements. I honestly do. With the state of the season in terms of his injuries and the and the personal tragedies throughout him, his life and, and Allison's and the squad getting COVID, all that, if he gets this set of players into the top four, it will be probably in his top three achievements, I think, top four achievements. I, I don't see it, lads. Uh, I, I'm not being negative. I don't want to be, oh, throwing the towel in. I'm just giving my honest opinion. I don't see us getting top four. I'll jump in and say, I said this a few weeks ago on a pod as well. I think Klopp and the players have checked out this season. And while Grizz is saying we want this season to be over with, you know, rival fans will lap that sort of thing up and be saying, oh, you just can't take this, you just can't take that. You know, this has just been the... The, the perfect storm of shite that we've had this year. It's been the Annis Horribilis for Liverpool. And mm. I think, you know, Klopp just wants to get them and recharge the batteries and, and do all that. But look, the game goes on. And I touched on Naby Kate not coming on there, P. And I felt Chelsea were just passing their way through our non-existent press. It was so easy for Chelsea in that game as it went on. From the kickouts from the keeper, everything short and... You know, they were just walking through us. You know, it it just doesn't look like the heart is in at the moment for Liverpool players, does it? No, uh, to be honest with you, you know, some players need to be facilitated. I, I always feel a, a player like like Keita needs a fully functioning Wijnaldum and Henderson, for example, or Thiago, who, who uses the ball very well and compensates for other people's, you know, five, ten-yard wandersomes. If you throw Naby Keita into a midfield that's not pressing, you know he's he's don't get me wrong he's fantastic in possession himself, but when when he loses the ball or when when things get turned over, it it you know the numbers are purely against you. 
I, I agree with Grizz to a certain extent. It could be a fitness issue, but then you wouldn't. He, he normally Klopp, if it's a fitness issue, he won't strip him. You know, he won't put him on that bench at all. I just think tactically, he probably puts us down numbers, if you will, without the ball. Without the ball, without a fully fun well, without Henderson, without a fully functioning Wijnaldum, we're in a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble. And he just adds to it. I mean, Thiago. Yeah, I made the point a couple of weeks ago. I don't. I, I'm not in a position to criticise a player like Thiago. Thiago is a wonderful player, but we are not at the level to facilitate what he does. Yeah. We are not good enough for him. That's the bottom line. Don't anybody. There's lots of people. Thiago, this he needs to be this. We are not good enough for him to play in this side. We're not fit enough. We're not functioning. We're not. We're not hungry enough. There's no leadership there. There's all of the. We're just not good enough for him right now. I hope we can. We can. You know, next season we'll see the better of him when we are. But no, I think Kate, you throw him in and we lose two or three now. To be honest. Yeah. And that's it. It's, it's look. It's easy to to put Kater on a, a pedestal. You know what I mean? He, he's good at what he does. Some people are saying he's our most creative midfielder. I don't oh, but this is Pogba that. talk. It reminds yeah. me of the way United fans talk about Pogba. His yeah. potential to do it. Illusion. It's about have a look at the game. Have a look as you said. Chelsea are cutting through you like you're not even there. You know you can be the most creative player in the world, but if you can't stop that, yeah. you're losing games. You know? And that's it's so true, you know. It, it, as I say, it's too easy, and um, they're walking through us. Grizz, Jurgen Klopp doesn't come out of this game without a fair amount of criticism. If we're all being honest, none of us want Klopp out. We've we've said that already. But are you worried about not about his mental state? I'm not judging the man's mental mental state at all. But you know. Yeah. Is, is is head for these games? Are you, are you sort of worried that it's just not in it? You know, constantly playing a four three three, constantly doing the same things that aren't working. Where do we go? What do, what does he do? What does he need to do? It's it's crucial that he 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 doesn't completely lose it, sort of from a mental fatigue point of view, and obviously <coughs> we just don't know how he's taken the personal tragedy of his mother. So we can't go into sort of trying to understand his mindset because only he knows how he feels and how that's affected him. What we can sort of vaguely give our opinions on is sort of how it appears, right? So there's no definitives. There's no certain answers we can say for sure. But, <coughs> excuse me, he looks, he looks, he, he looks like he's mentally absolutely fatigued with this season. He's fed up. I think a simple word or a simple couple of words to use would be fed up. He looks fed up, Keith. I don't know about you guys. I don't know what you guys think, but he genuinely does with everything. The way he speaks about sort of never in his career has he had so many injuries in one position. Yeah. Never. Yeah. He's never had to change the back line in his career so much as though he has this season and that can be tiring. It becomes, there's only so much you can do, um, you know, with that side of things. But, but that being said, this is, and I've, I've criticized Pep Linda's recent weeks. I've blown loads of smoke up his ass in the past and rightly so, because he's a fan. You can tell he's a fantastic tactical side of coach and, and you know, and he's done wonders for this team. The players apparently love him, but it's times like this guys, that you need your st- a strong number two. 
and just uh, just take the pressure off the boss. Now we don't know if he is or whatever he's doing, and we know the relationship Klopp had with Buvac over the years, and it was so close. And Buvac sort of helped him through so many situations. I think the number two or someone in the coaching staff or a senior member of the coaching staff just needs to just help out Klopp a bit more. I think, mm. especially in terms of press and media duties, it's crucial. I think just give Klopp. Get him away from the press. Get him away from the media. Pep Linder speaks wonderfully well. F- bore them to death with tactical talk, Pep. Yeah. Go on. No, no, seriously. Get in I front agree. of the cameras and talk shit for 20, 30 minutes and just leave Klopp out of it. Even if it's shit, because to us, it's going to sound like shit at the moment. Because when you're losing, tactical geniuses sound like, shut the fuck up. But when you're winning, it's like, whoa, we've got tactical geniuses running our club. I think Klopp needs a, a break. It won't yeah, come because there's 11 games to go. Is, they're all looking for sound bites off him as well, you know, and you need to take him. And he's giving it. And he's he giving it. He's an emotional man. He's an emotional character. It's what makes him brilliant, in my opinion. He's like me. Me and him and are pretty much the same. When you look at Pep Guardiola, when Pep Guardiola's not winning, you know, he's he goes off the head. Oh, oh. Is he there? Is he there? You just had a little bit of interruptions. Shall I take over a little bit? No, then? no. we want your opinion on Klopp and no, the situation. It's, it's, it's obvious that Klopp um, looks a shadow of himself, you know, obviously ever since, you know, what's gone on this season. I think even before, you know, sadly his mother's passing, he looked a shadow of himself. And we know when Klopp switches off after the season, he really switches off. He will go Marbella, he'll go Spain, he'll go Vegas, and he'll really let loose. You know, you'll see him, you'll, you'll see pictures with him wearing those sombrero hats and having beers and whatnot. And he hasn't had that last season. You know, he hasn't had that. This season, this team hasn't had... They haven't been able to really celebrate what they've achieved. Remember you know, that. after 31, 32 years, they've won the league. You know, they've, they've, they've won number 19 and they haven't had the chance to express their emotions with fans. They haven't had the bus parade because we all know it would have been one hell of a party and that's mm. going to affect him mentally. And remember what we say, there's a saying, I think Pep's Linda said it once, our intensity is our identity. Mm. But that comes with energy. That comes from fans, all four corners of Anfield. He he feeds off that. It, it it brings out the best in Klopp, and he hasn't had that for he hasn't had that from the back end of last season, and he hasn't hasn't had that at all this season. He feeds off energy. He feel feeds off magnetic fields. He feeds off the. Fan- Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, cierto, mamá? Ya. Yeah. Quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. And when he doesn't get that, you're not going to see him at full optimum. That's why as soon as we get fans in, as soon as we did, you know, when we had the 2,000 fans in Anfield, you could see a different vibe from Klopp. You know, he, he seemed his old self again with these little quirky one-twos with the media. But as soon as, again, they, you know, lockdown happened again back home, he was, you know, back on the, you know, biting back at the media and whatnot. And he just, he just wasn't, you know, he's, he's a he's a shadow of himself. So he needs a huge break. He hasn't, yeah. he wasn't, be, he wasn't able to get out of the country last summer. This summer, hopefully, he gets to go away, recharge his batteries, and come back. Yeah. Lads, before we finish up, I I want to just say, give credit to Chelsea. Uh, I want to get his opinions on Chelsea and the work Tommy Tuchel is doing there. Um, 
P, I'll come to you first. What did you make of them tonight? They're a, they're a good team. Look, uh, I think Tuchel is smart enough. He's not he's not the oldest coach in the world, but he's smart enough to see where we're weak and completely exploit it. Whereas, you know, it, it's a good appointment for them. Whereas someone like Frank Lampard, it goes to show you, you know, with all that money spent, it's not about, it's not really about the money. It's about what you do with it and what, you know, what you get from the players and what, what your ability is and have to hand it to them. And it's ironic. I think the young players that were there already, the young fullback they have, um, whose name escapes me, the, the right Reece back. James. There, James. James, Mason Mount. I think that these are, these are the better players, not the, not the, the, the Kai Havertz who can barely get into the team and the team of earners. I think the, the players that were already there goes to show you, but I think Chelsea have 39 players out on loan oh. at about 17 clubs. God knows what's out there in their name. So no, I think he's done. He's done a good job, and they might be on their claw on their way back. I think if they get themselves a top class, top class centre forward and a top class centre back, yeah, they might be back in the reckoning sooner rather than later. Grizz, I know you're not really a fan of Chelsea. Um, also, neither am I, to be honest. But mm, no, I hate them. <laughs> uh, and Gav isn't a fan of Thomas Tuchel. Um, but what do you think? Did do you like what he's doing there? Does he have the bones to make a good team there? Yeah, I'm. I'm totally. Don't mention me and Gav in terms of situations with with regards to um, to show. I think he's a wonderful coach. Gav yeah. doesn't like him. I hate Chelsea as a club. I hate Chelsea, and you know that anyway. But I think to show is a wonderful coach. He may come across like a knobhead. I don't give a shit. Who cares? That doesn't interest me. Or he doesn't, shouldn't really interest Chelsea fans. They've got themselves a far, far more, uh, a far better coach than Lampard. And they're seeing the results of it. Yeah, yeah. They're seeing it now. Um, we didn't ever look like penetrating them. Um, they, they set up, basically, maybe he adjusted you know, what did he do different? He he rested Werner and thought Werner would be ideally suited to play against us. You know, not tactical genius, but whatever he's doing, it's working. They've got now, they've got six clean sheets out of seven, I believe. Something along those lines. And, um, you know, they've, they, I think they get top four, in my opinion, ahead of us. And good luck to them. Not really. They can yeah. fuck off. <laughs> but to show, but but to show is a is a very good coach in my opinion. Yeah, he, he's. I, I'm not a fan. I'm going to be honest. I don't like Chelsea, and I'm I'm not a huge fan of two of um of Tuchel either but I think it will improve Chelsea because I think he is a tactically astute manager. He's better than Frank Lampard. He will get a song out of the players they have there. And as Peter touched on, if you can bring in a, a, an elite centre forward, because you know Chelsea are going to spend on players, you know, whoever they can get on board, they will spend to get them. Um, Avi, do you, do you see them getting top four over us? Do you think we can both get top four? Where do you see the season, Peter, uh, going from, I was going to say Peter and help, but where do you see the season going for the teams tonight? Yeah, I, I said as soon as Tuchel um, came into uh, Chelsea, I, I do rate him. I think he is a good coach. I think they will get top four. I said that as soon as he became manager, that they'll get top four. I've said it for the few last few weeks now. Unfortunately, I don't see us getting into top four, but I'm more than adamant. And you can call it whatever. You can call it um, blind faith, but we're winning the Champions League this year. 
hopefully. You know, and the key key to be yeah. positive, you know, there's a lot of negativity going around. If you remember, somebody made the point, it could have been Grace um, or Gav six or seven months ago. Was that, it a good and, point? If it was yeah, a good was, point, it was me. If it was well, a shit point, it was Gav. Well, I think that's the point. But making the point that you know a lot of tier one slash you know in between tier one tier two players are frightened to come and sign for Liverpool because they're absolutely flying. You know, to be honest with you, if you're a top top player out there, you know maybe the pressure is off a little bit, and you're thinking to yourself, you fancy going in there and making a difference. Sometimes these things can can be quite healthy. It never did Manchester United too much harm in the past when they had the odd dip. They just went out and, and were still able to attract top, top players. I can actually see us, you know, at still, well, as long as FSG are pre- prepared to, sp- to spend, and Gav tells me they are, attracting top, top players. They'll want the challenge now. Therefore. Yeah. The only thing I would say about the top four, I don't think it's out of reach at them. Like, we're not doing look. I'm not trying to make out that we're going to win. What I would say is if Liverpool can put anything together, you're looking at Everton, West Ham, Leicester. Ah, we think we can overhaul them teams if we put, put it together. No, so listen, that's me the optimist. It's not I get your optimism and I get where you're coming from in a normal season. Oh yeah, there's it's no not point, a normal there's, season. There's, there's and no point, Liverpool no are point. not putting the wins together. So but there's no I point looking at the table. That. I honest to God, my advice, my advice, it's just advice. Everyone do what they've got to do, right, to get through to the end of the season. But my, what I'm doing, right, and my advice would be forget looking at the table every weekend yeah. or every game week. Just focus on who you're playing and try to win a game of football, especially at home, and then see where it ends. Honestly, God, you guys will go mad if you keep looking at the table. Next tech fixes, oh, well, look, we've got blah, blah, <laughs> blah, 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 and they've got, why are you laughing? What no, because saying? what you're saying is it, it, you're making sense. It's absolute torture. That's what I'm. No, it's, no, it's it's torture. We've got to do it, Avi. Look, forget about looking at. Do you remember when we used to look at the next set of three, Keith? Do you remember we used to do so many shows? Where we used yeah. to look at fixtures. We used to look at block of fixtures of yeah. four. All right, let, the next one. Fuck all that. That's gone out the window. That's forget gone. This all year. that. Air. You just yeah. see who we play next week. See who's fit. Yeah. Get a decent lineup. Play your game. Forget about everything else. Just reach. Just reach the end of the season with no more injuries. The big boys coming back, and then we talk when we got the full army behind us. If we get Champions League, hallelujah! Yeah, but fuck this season in terms of the league. Mm. Ah, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a diabolical season, but I'm still saying we can get top four because everyone else is shit except for Man City. Um, mm. Look, lads, we're we're gonna finish it up. Before we do finish, I just want to mention, you know, for our subscribers, um, we're looking to get ourselves up to the ten thousand subscriber mark. We're gonna do a giveaway. We haven't really, you know, decided what it'll be yet, but we're going to do a big giveaway. Spread the word. You know, if you like what we do, if you're in the chat and you like what we do, but you don't subscribe, just hit that bell icon. You you get a lot of content. You won't regret it. But we will, you know. It helps us grow this channel. The more subscriptions we can get, if we can do that. So if we can get to the 10,000 quickly, we're going to have a nice little giveaway. For Keith, and it's something that I think people will enjoy. Keith, what? you know, you said you don't, you're not sure what the giveaway is. I've got some, because you know, ITK, the resident ITK I've of the Trippers. I've got some tier one inside information. The giveaway is fucking superb. I'm not going to lie. It's a superb giveaway. That's tier one, lads. Yeah. It's tier one. But that it is going to be good. So listen, subscribe, spread the word, get it out there and, and let's see, you know, if we can get those subscriptions up because 
we we're biased, but we think we put out good stuff. You know what I mean? We put out uh, fair, balanced uh, takes on Liverpool to get beaten. They're being garbage. We'll try and come on and be fair about. It. So spread the word, get people liking, get people subscribing, and it will be brilliant. Um, and before we do finish up, I know Chris is going to be on tomorrow with another Friday forecast. So tune into that and support the lads on that one. Um, before we go, lads, have you anything to say? Positive, negative, whatever. I'll give you all a little uh, soapbox, Peter. I'll start with you. No, listen, uh, we've taken 198 points in two seasons. You know, anyone that thought, you know, we weren't going to have a crash is is beyond crazy. Nobody expected us to go like this, but things things are going at the rate we were going are not sustainable. We'll have our little lull, begin into August, you know, get a couple of new new boys through the door. We need to sharpen up up top, bring the injured players back and freshen things up in midfield and we'll be fine. Excellent. Avi, what about yourself? Yeah, one word, Istanbul. So loud. <laughs> there you go. I love your optimism. Grizz, final word to you. Uh, yeah, not much positivity from me. I'm not gonna <laughs> you know, enough. I can't I can't be a cheerleader tonight. It, tonight is very ah, yeah. t- t- I can't keep I can't do it. I can't it's do difficult. it tonight. It it's is difficult. difficult. Honestly, I it's can't hard. I can't it is so hard. look if, if 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 champions if 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 champions like Klopp seem despondent in front of the media tonight and players like Robbo telling home truths. Apparently I haven't seen the quotes, but a lot of people telling me Robbo was brilliant in front of the media. Well, then it's very difficult for fans to sort of shed some positivity on the current situation. It really is a case of just getting through, getting through this season, getting all our players fit, fingers crossed, everything, pray to whatever God you believe in, or if you don't believe in a God, send positive vibes yeah. to so we get all the players back and mm. we get ready to go again. And FSG and Klopp and Cole will be hurting, lads. They will be mm. seething with the way the season's gone. And there's no doubt we will come again. There's absolutely no doubt. We're not going away, like in terms of future league title races next season. But this season's been a bit of a, a bit of a bad, bad, bad um experience and let's just try and put it behind us oh mad madness yeah so look let's just see where we can end up and all right if avi says istanbul istanbul it is because i love the i love turkish food so you know i'll be there mate i tell you even if i can't get into the grad which obviously you can't it's locked down (laughs) oh no you might be able to oh oh it's that Ataturk as well isn't it because they've been Mm, swapping the so there'll be fans so there'll be fans allowed and everything right well, Grizz, you won't be, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be sure to make a trip there. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Why why won't I be? Oh, because of the American you, visa you, business. You're banned in a few countries, aren't you? Yeah, not Turkey. Turkey's one of my. Turkish brethren are okay. With yeah, you. man. Right. with the Turks. And we leave it at that. Uh, Grizz Kant, uh, international diplomat. Um, look, it's been this has been the red reaction. It's been another miserable night for the Reds, but we'll we'll move on and we'll see what comes of it. We'll see us all again soon. Take care. Absolutely. Attention, Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov slash EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov slash EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya. Yeah. 
Quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Sports Social Podcast Network.